best. You can be the king, come bang it on your chest. You can beat the world, you can beat the war. Got the guy go banging on his dog. You can throw your hands up, you can beat the clock. You can move a mountain, you can break rock. Hello and welcome to another episode of Time to Talk with Tyler here on this beautiful Saturday afternoon here, even though it is raining outside, though. Still a great day here. Hope you all are having a great day as well. Um, not many sports, but um, I'm going to get into, since the drafts this Thursday, I'm probably going to get into my mock. I'm going to rank the players not by when they should go, but the best talent players in this draft. Um, I'm going to give an NBA mock draft, and then I'm going to do some predictions on some international sports games. So it's going to be a shorter episode than usual today, but it'll still be a good one. So let's get right into this today. Um, hope everybody's healthy, safe, everything like that. But let's now get right into it. So I'm going to start with my list of the top talents in this draft. Not the best players, but the best talent in this draft. So this is not my mock draft. These are the players that I think are like the best talents and not like the best needs for each team. So like, for example, if I put like somebody like, let's say, for example, the Buccaneers, they have a high selection. I might put like Justin Herbert there during their selection, but they aren't going to pick a quarterback, but I'm still going to pick, put um Joe Burrow in that position. So this has nothing to do with any of the teams, just to do with their skills. And later after I'm at, after this, I'm going to do my actual mock in my NBA draft. Then I said my predictions, but actually I'm, gonna, I'm not a big um, WNBA, but I know their draft was yesterday, so I'm going to do a thing for that. So now here is my rankings. These are the top ten. I have a reason for each one. So number one, I think the best player in this draft is Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. He can play across the field. He's the new type. He's like the new linebacker. The NFL is turning into more like the college game. So I think he's perfect. Um, he ran a 4-3-9 at the combine, 6'3", 238, 238 pounds. Um, linebacker, people have called him Mr. Do-Everything. He can rush. He can play linebacker. He can play. He can guard wide receivers. He can do all of the above. And he's a really spectacular player, and you can see that all of the season at Clemson. Number two, coming in, this one was a tough one. It was between Joe Burrow and Chase Young. But I had to pick Chase Young. He's such a good player. Um, he plays basically the same as Joey Bosa, also coming out of there. Um, so, though, even with his suspension last season, um, he had six or two seasons ago. Then this season he had 16 and a half sacks, six forced fumbles, 21 tackles for loss. He's a really good player out of Ohio State, and that would be two years in a row that Ohio State will produce a high-level defensive end. Um, 6'4", 6'5", I mean, it's close, 6'49". It's really great, fast, agile, athletic, can get – from sideline to sideline, um, he's really good player. Then next one was much easier for me. Joe Burrow, Heisman Trophy winner, um, 60 touchdown passes in 2019, led his team to the championship. Um, he was the nation's top 10 
he bleh, he was the best player in the nation. Um, LSU was eleven and one against top ten teams in Burrow's time as their starter. Um, they were just really good over the season and had one of the toughest schedules in football. They had twelve games against top ten teams, ten during the regular season. So it was not an easy schedule. He wasn't playing teams like at the bottom of college football um, and probably the hardest division in football and the hardest conference in football. Now, my next pick. Um, he's this is remember, this is by talent. So it's not by it doesn't have anything to do with it. And that really fits for this next player to a tug of Ilo. He's accurate. He can throw the deep ball. He's great. Um, he has great skills. I know he's kind of injury prone, but um, he had only 11 interceptions in his 32 college games. He can run the football enough. Um, yeah, I know he had his ankle injuries and his hip injuries. Um, he's borderline one, probably the he would be the best, but um, I had to put up those other three because he. I had to take in consideration a little bit about his ankle and hip. He'd be a perfect guy since he won't be able to start f- for the Bengals to take. So I'll get into this a little more later. But I said I'm going to make my point about this later. I think the Bengals should trade out of the one spot, trade down to like five and get Tua. He'd be perfect starting behind Andy Dalton. Their offensive line's not bad, but it's decent. My next one, number four, is Jeff Okuda out of Ohio State, the cornerback. Um, he's really good. He can he can get picks, blocks, and stay with people. He's he's fast enough. He's not freaky fast. He's faster. He's just three tenths of a second slower than just three tenths of a second slower than Jerry Judy, the wide receiver. So he can keep up with most of the wide receivers. In this draft, um, really high quality player. Um, he had so- shoulder surgery early in his career, but um, so Tua is also injury prone. So I did take into consideration a little bit about their injuries. Um, but still, now number f- six, I'm gonna go with the wide receiver from Alabama, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy averaged a touchdown every six catches last season. Um, he let he leads a remarkable wide receiver class, probably one of the best in years. Um, some of those teams that need wide receivers like New England, Miami, um, the Chargers. They really only have Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon out of the backfield as well. Um. They need receivers. They definitely need to look and maybe even grab two of the receivers. But Jerry Duty, I think, will fall because most teams know that they can get a receiver late. So they don't want to waste a pick early on a very deep class. So I do think he will end up going in the teens, though I do have him number seven on my list. Number number eight is Derek Brown from Auburn. The defensive tackle, he's very – oh, actually, we're on number seven, I just realized. Um, he's a really athletic. He's rare. Twelve and a half tackles for loss last season. Um, 
he's he can get off the corner. He's not super speedy, but he can. He's fast, big man in the box. If you need to stop the run, really high level defensive tackle, probably the best in the draft. Best defensive tackle, I say, not defensive end. <laughs> he would be one of the best defensive players in my draft, except Jeff Okuda, um, Chase Young, and Isaiah Simmons are definitely ahead of him, though it's not a huge gap. So now number eight, my first offensive lineman, Jaderic Wills out of Alabama. He's fast. He can block. Um, he start, he's not gotten hurt. At all, really. He played. He was a starter for his final twenty-eight games at Bama. Um, Alabama coaches told scouts he only missed seven assignments in the twenty nineteen season. Um, he's a powerful player. He's flexible on his feet. He's fast on his feet. Um, and rare. It's very rare that he gets like pushed around. Um, and his recovery skills are insane. There was one play last season. Where I don't remember who it was against. But he got knocked backward. He got beaten, and he was able to run back, knock his man out of the way, and he let Tua get off a touchdown pass. So that was really nice. Okay, so that is my eighth player off of the board. Now we're going to start moving. Now we're going to move back to another tackle. Um, my next player off the board is Micaiah Beckton, the 6'7", 364-pound tackle. He ran a 5-10 at the Combine. Um, he started at both tackle spots for Louisville. Um, he's he's really – he has quick feet again, really long reach. He's 6-7. The, some people worry that his weight will hurt him down the road, but still currently he can block a lot of people. He's great inside. And, yeah, so now – that was my number nine. Now we're going to my final one, and that was kind of an easy one for me. It's the wide receiver, C.D. Lamb, out of Oklahoma. Um, he's just great. Um, he was wow. Um, he could out. He can outrun most of your cornerbacks. Um, twenty-four career catches of at least forty yards. Um, ultra reliable hands. Um, also forces a ton of missed tackles. Really, he can spin. He got a lot of moves in his back pocket, and he can make your defenders look really bad. Um, he's a really good player. So that's my top ten. I'll just go through the names again. Number one was Isaiah Simmons. Two was Chase Young. Three was Joe Burrow. Four was Jeff Okuda. Five was Tua Tagovailoa. Six was Jerry Judy. Seven was Derek Brown. Eight was Jaderic Wells. Nine was Makia Becton. And number and number ten was C.D. Lamb. So that is my top ten. Now we're going to move on over to my mock draft, which is different than my – which is going to be not extremely different, but it is pretty – yeah, it's pretty different from what – it's pretty different – from the what it is with what my normal one that is a lot of the numbers are just flipped like by a little so it's not very much so my number one is joe burrow obviously but earlier i did say i had a reasoning behind this i saw this in a in a 
a video slash thing that somebody did on YouTube by a YouTuber named TSN. And I agreed it was a very smart thing that he did. Since the Bengals have a decent quarterback who can, who is good enough to make them into the playoffs, um, his average is a little bit above 500 for the season ranks. I think that they trade out of that number one spot, get more draft capital, and then trade down to maybe like a pick like the Dolphins or like the Chargers who really want a quarterback or maybe like the Jaguars. And then, then that you trade that, then they can get Joe Burrow. You get a ton of draft capital and Joe Burrow to let you know, he's older than Lamar Jackson. So his, he was a lot older first off when he was in college. Second off, he was also, he's also going to have a shorter career because he's already 23 years old. By the season, by the time the season gets underway, he's going to be like already 24. So, like the average age that like a quarterback will probably retire is like 34 to 37, maybe at best, depending on how his lines are. Maybe 30, like 33 to 37, like around the range. So he might only have like a 10 year career, which is not like. I mean, yeah, it's quick. Also, Joe Burrow is probably going to want out if if they don't put a line around him because he doesn't want to be getting sacked every single time he snaps the football. So if Joe – and maybe – and the Bengals only had one pro bowler last year. So maybe fill up some of the holes. Their wide receiving core is decent. Maybe get an offensive line, protect Andy Dalton, and wait for a later year. Also, the Bengals, if they do want a quarterback, maybe get to a tongue of low and you'll have a replacement if you need. Also, it'd be perfect for Tua if he would go to the Bengals because he'll be able to learn from a from an from an Andy Dalton type of player. But if like a player like Tua ends up going to the Dolphins, they'll throw him right in there. And you know what happens. and most of the times when the quarterback doesn't get like a year to like learn on the bench, learn the game, learn like the team's playbooks and stuff, and they just throw them right in there. They haven't done that great. Players like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, um, others too that have been better quarterbacks have learned from good players. Brady had to learn from Bledsoe. Um, Garoppolo learned from Brady. Rodgers learned from Brett Favre. All of these quarterbacks are at oh Pat Mahomes learned from Alex Smith um Lamar Jackson learned from Joe Flacco a lot of the bigger quarterbacks right now have learned but see what happened other than maybe Josh Allen a lot of the quarterbacks have just been thrown in there okay maybe Kyler Murray but his team wasn't that good I mean he won offensive rookie of the year but if you've seen what happens when they just throw quarterbacks in see what happened to James Winston Marcus Mariota um, Sam Darnold, all players, Daniel Jones kind of got to learn half a season, and, and he did decent. Like, they need to learn, and that's why, in my opinion, Jarrett Stidham, who learned from Tom Brady, would be good. I mean, Brian Hoyer isn't bad. He's a veteran. He knows the game, and he'd also be great to have in the team to, like, have as a backup and, like, to teach what they some of the players call Stiddy, 
like play. So in my opinion, I think that the Bengals should trade out of the number one spot, get Tua or another position, or like if you trade down maybe a little further to like somebody like, I don't know, trade down to somebody like maybe all the way down to like, let me see, like maybe like, well, okay, there's not a great one. If they trade to like the Raiders, they could maybe get, like another player like that's like a tackle or cornerback. T.J. Henderson maybe would be a good choice for them because their cornerbacks are absolutely atrocious. They trade down, they could get like maybe Becton, who I was talking about earlier. Um, So, yeah, I think Burrow will be number one. I do think, though, that the Bengals should trade out of that. Number two, I think, should be Chase Young. Um. I don't think Isaiah Simmons is as much as of a need for the Redskins. So I think that would be. And then number three, I think the Lions could use another um, linebacker. So I'm going to have Isaiah Simmons going there. The Giants really need a cornerback, so I think they're going to pick Jeff Okuda. Number five, I think, should be Justin Herbert. Six, I got going to the Chargers. I got Tua Tugavailoa, but I'm – I. There is a trade that happens around there. I could see that planning out differently. Um, to the Panthers, um, I think they'd go after Jaderic Wills Jr. Um, and then for number nine out of Auburn, I think that um, that um, the Cardinals should pick a defensive player on the defensive side of the ball because Kyler Murray doesn't need as much protection since he is more of like a scrambling QB anyways. I think they should go after Derek Brown at number nine. I think that the card that the Jaguars should. I'm going through this whole round just to let you guys know. I'm going. I'm not just doing the top ten. I'm doing all the way down to number thirty-two. So just saying. Um, I think that the Jaguars should get an offensive tackle, and I think they should go after Micaiah Becton. Um, they could use one to protect. There's no real great quarterbacks other than like Jordan Love, Love left, and they could still go after a player like Jacob Eason or Jalen Hurts maybe or something like that in the later round. So I think the Jaguars do go after a tackle to maybe protect their quarterback or if they play with Gardner Minshew. Um, I think the Browns could use somebody to protect Baker Mayfield. Um, Andrew Thomas I think would be a nice pick for them. Um, the Raiders um, – Jared Goff needs somebody to throw to. Last year, they got Josh Jacobs. I think this year, they go after Henry Ruggs. And I know I did. I had um, Jerry Judy going first earlier. But I think Henry Ruggs is more of a Josh Gruden-type player. Um, Very fast. Some people have called him the next Tyreek Hill. So, I think he'll fit, especially with a younger team. Now, the 49ers. They made it to the Super Bowl last year. They have the 13th pick coming from Indiana, Indianapolis. Um, I think they need a wide receiver because they had like Debo, and that was like they had Debo, and like they had to really just pass to George Kittle or have like Emmanuel Sanders who have a good game here and there. I think they pick Jerry Judy at that position. I think they go back to back with Alabama players. Number 15. I think that they need last season. I know they weren't putting great position, but the Bucking because Jameis Winston would set up the other team like two feet out of the goal line. Their offense is very good. I think for 
them to, they just need like without one more pick. So I think they go after Christian Fulton from LSU, the cornerback, really great player. I think that fit them because their offense is fine. They have Mike Godwin and Tom Brady under center, OJ Howard, who I've heard they had deals for, but there's no real big tight ends to go that are high. Their wide receivers, Mike Godwin, as I said before, and um, Mike Evans. So they don't need a receiver. I say they go after Christian Fulton. At 15, the Broncos. So it's really hard for anybody to play there. Their defense, is, I think, is fine because they have Von Bell. I know they need like other players, but I think their defense is tight enough. Is tight enough. And I think the Broncos need somebody for Drew Locke to be able to throw to. I think they get C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma at that number 15 pick. He's a great player. Um, he can catch. He's real. I think he's a really strong player. I think that that's who they take at 15. At 16 to the Falcons. I think the Falcons could use some help on the defensive side of the ball. I think they go with the cornerback, C.J. Henderson. Um, He's a good corner. He can stop especially since they're in one of the toughest divisions in football right now. Their team on the offensive side of the ball is solid. They have Devontae Freeman. They have Julio Jones. Um, They no longer have Austin Hooper, but they're pretty good on that side of the ball. As I said, there's really no tight ends that I have going in the first round. Actually, make that I don't have any first-round players going. So I do think that the, that it would be smart for them to go after the cornerback, C.J. Henderson. For the Cowboys, I know they could use a center or an offensive lineman like that, but um, I think that they go after – I know – I think they should go after the outs – I think they go after LSU's Calavion Chasen. He's a good player. He can get to the quarterback and – He's a strong player. Um, as a Tennessee fan, I wa- and my dad's a Bama fan, I watched the SEC a decent amount. So I think, from what I've seen, he's a really good player. Number eighteen, the Dolphins pick from the ste- from the Steelers for that Minka Fitzpatrick trade. I think that the Dolphins need another wide receiver, so they go after LSU's Justin Jefferson. If my Amy are earlier to go after a quarterback, he needs somebody to throw to other than Devontae Parker. Come on, really. So I think they get Justin Jefferson from LSU. You saw him on his title run. He can catch. He can run. He can juke. He's a really good player. Um, so I think that's who the Dolphins pick. At 19, I think that the Raiders, who have another pick now, Go with Yeter Gross Matos, the defensive end from Penn State. My good friend is a Penn State fan, and he really thinks that this player is high level. Also, my cousins are Ohio State fans, and I saw their game against Ohio State. He was really good. I mean, they lost the game, but he, he was a really good defensive end. Um, I think he's a really high-level player and could be good in the pros. At number... At pick number 20, I have Alabama's Trevon Diggs, the cornerback. We already have the Jaguars, if you remember earlier, going after and getting a wide receiver, Henry Ruggs. 
So, I say that the Jaguars grab Justin Jefferson. I mean, sorry, not Justin Jefferson, Trevon Diggs. I mean, spoiler, next pick, the Eagles, Justin Jeff. I mean, not Justin Jefferson, Denzel Mims from Baylor. I watched the Sugar Bowl this year against, in their game against Georgia. Really good. I mean, I know they couldn't pick out the win there. It's kind of cheering for them. But, and his coach, Matt Rule, now in the pros, coaching for the Carolina Panthers. I think he's a really good pick for the Eagles to go there. Now the Vikings, the 22nd pick. Okay, I know some people think he's a little bit overrated, but the but I think he's, if anything, underrated. Jeff Gladney, the cornerback from TCU. I know people don't think that Big 12 cornerbacks or any defensive players from that for that sake are very good, but this guy is very good. Last season, he was he was really good. He was able to get a lot of picks. I don't have the exact number right in front of me. Able to get a decent amount of picks, and TCU were actually able hold teams to one of the lower scoring numbers. Now on to my team, the New England Patriots. Tom Brady just left. I don't think that they pick a quarterback. And as it says, as a lot of the mocks are having them take Jordan Love out of Utah State. I don't think that he's going to be – I don't think that's who the Patriots should take. I think that the Patriots go try again and get – and actually back-to-back TCU players, Jalen Rager, Rieger from TCU, the wide receiver. Patriots need a receiver because I think that Jared Stidham should be their quarterback. He needs people to throw to. Brady did not have that last year. He didn't have weapons. He needs people other than Cordell Patterson and a hundred years old Julian Edelman to throw the football to. I think that the Patriots would be smart. They would pick Jalen Rieger. Now we move on to the Saints. I think they take the inside back Patrick Queen. Had a really good season last season. He can he can play all across the field. Um he ran a fast 40-yard dash. I don't have it right in front of me. But, yeah. Wait, I think I read the Patriots pick wrong. I'm really sorry about that. Spoiler alert. Jalen Rieger goes with one of the next few picks. Sorry. T. Higgins to New England Patriots from Clemson. Really good player. I saw him a lot last season because Clemson was on a lot. Um on the TV because they had a lot of early to early day games, but whatever, we can get into that later. T. Higgins, I think, would be the perfect fit for the New England offense. That's who I think they pick. <clears throat> now on to the Vikings. Spoil. Okay, so they take Jalen Rieger. I've already talked about him, so we're just going to move on to the Dolphins. Okay, the Dolphins, yes, have another pick. <clears throat> the, Dol- the Dolphins need people to block. Need, need, need. I know they could also use another receiver or running back, but they need people to block. I think they picked Josh Jones from Houston. My dad's also a big UConn fan, so, I, so I've seen him a decent <clears throat> amount of time. Once last season against them, he, is, he couldn't block. Nobody got past him last season, <clears throat> at least in the game that I watched. 
So that's my pick there. <clears throat> to the Seahawks. I think that they need to get their defense back to where it was before. So I think they picked the defensive end, A.J. Epensa. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> A.J. Epensa from Iowa. I saw him in the game, in the bowl game last year against Minnesota. Or not the bowl game, the regular season game. But against Minnesota, and he looked really good. He got to the quarterback a couple of times. Able to force pressure in the pocket. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. So, now with the next pick, I think that the Ravens, who have the 28th pick, should go after, get another target for quarter, for quarterback Lamar Jackson to throw to. So, I think they go after, get Lavishka. Chenault Jr. from Colorado, the receiver. I've had a lot of receivers in this round, and as I told you earlier today in the show, that's a position of need. That's a deep position this year in the draft. Now we move on to the Tennessee Titans. Okay, so for the Tennessee Titans, they could also they should all also use some line help to get Derrick Henry. They signed a big deal with. Ryan Tannehill, so I'm not going to give them a new quarterback. So, I'm going to have, I think that they go after Ezra Cleveland from Boise State. I've see, I saw him once in their bowl game this season. He looked really good. Um, I mean, I don't really watch the linemen, but I, the announcers just kept pointing him out, um, how he's a strong player. So, now on to the last three picks of this mock draft. At number 30, I think the Green Bay Ta- Packers pick Jordan Love. Now, big now Aaron Rodgers probably has two more years left. Just like Tom Brady. And just like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, I think they need for Jordan Love to come in and learn from Aaron Rodgers. So I think that they take Love. Now, with my next pick, I think I picked number 31. The 49ers have not had – I'm pretty sure the – yeah, the 49ers already had a pick, and I had them take Jerry Judy. This time, their defense is really already good, but I think that they take Xavier McKinney from Alabama, the free safety. Another player who was able to stop a lot of plays in – he was able to break down a lot of – plays like that went deep um there was one time where there's two blockers he broke the two blockers to get to the player about to get to the end zone he's a really strong player and i think he's should be their pick now to the final pick of this mock draft the kansas city chiefs i have taking a wired receiver and i think that they should take deandre swift from georgia so he can catch out of the backfield he's fast he can block. He can do everything right. I know some people say Jonathan Taylor should go, should be picked instead. No, I think that it should be DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. So now we're going to move on to my next segment, which is my just my top 10, but for my basketball top 10. So for my number one is Anthony Edwards from Georgia. Um, had a great season this year. Probably would have helped Georgia make a deep run in the tournament. 
though that since the tournament was canceled, he was not able to do that. At number two, to the Cleveland Cavaliers, most likely, I have Ob Toppin from Dayton. He won this season the Wooden Award, which is the MVP. Um, played really well at Dayton this year. Surprise team this season. Um, really good play. Number three, Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball didn't see much of him. Just it's Lamelo Ball. He's going third. At number four, I have Denny Avdija. I'm not really sure to pronounce it. I don't really know, though in all of the mock drafts I've seen, I've seen him going right up at the top. From the Tel Aviv team, I have him going at number four. At number five, I have Cole Anthony from North Carolina. He made a lot of mistakes this season, got hurt, but he still is a really good player. And I think he deserves that fifth spot. At number six, Tyrese Halberton from Iowa State. Um, Iowa State wasn't good this year, but they still were top-level team. I'm not sure if they would have made the tournament, but in the few Big Ten games I've seen, I also saw him on ESPN a few times. Um, He played really well. Well, that was only one game, but... Number seven, I have James Wiseman. He was supposed to play at Memphis, got suspended, ended up leaving the team. So, that, so yeah. Um, from then at number eight, I have um, Isaac Okora from Auburn. I saw him play against Tennessee. Can he's really good? That's all I can say about him. He's good, really good. Then. The power forward slash center from USC, Anika Akanigwu. I'm not really sure. I've seen him my mock in like because I looked at like four mock drafts, and he between him and Danny Avadija, they were both like really up high in both of them. Though most of the other players I know, and then Killian Hayes, who's also a very good player from the Ratto Farm Olam. I'm not really sure where that is, but I've seen some highlights of him, and he's, like, really a strong player. He's got really good handles. He can shoot. He can pass. He can do everything. So that is my top ten. Now we're going to move on some predictions in the, the, like, only few leagues they're playing. So let's start with the Nicaraguan Baseball League. The college national, the CNBS, I think it is. Costa Carib versus Segovia. I've looked at their last three, each of the team's last few games, and that is how I've picked all of these games, really, other than maybe the one or two sports I've heard online because they're what was playing. Yeah, other than, like, one or two games, though. Yeah, that's all I've heard of, really. So, so Costa – um, sorry if I mess up any of these names – Costa Carib versus Segovia. Segovia. I think that's what they're named. Um, I have Coastal Carib. They have a really cool logo. And in the standings, Coastal Carib in the head to head in their last game, Coastal Carib won 15 to 6. So. 
that's who I have winning that game. Then in the second game, which is between Carrazzo and Boer, um, I'm not going to have very much on any of these games. I have Carrazzo winning that one over Boer. Boer. Yeah, that's their name. Um, then Chantalis versus Rivas. I have Chantalis winning that game. Um, yeah, Chantalis is higher in the standings. Actually, Rivas is, but I mean, the standings don't really matter. All these teams have played like three games. So now into the final game between Mataplaga and Masaya. Um, I'm going to have Matonglampa winning. Um, yeah, I'm going to have them winning that game. So now we're going to move out of, now we're going to move down to Taiwan in the Chinese Baseball League. The Uni Lions are taking on the Fubon Guardians. I think that the Uni Lions are going to win because they won last time against them. And they have a better record. And then in the minor league, the Uni Lions 2 versus the Fubon Guardians 2. I'm also going to have the Uni Lions winning. Then in the basketball, in the Taiwanese basketball league, Yolun Luxon Dinos versus Pauin. Uh, the Dinos are ranked higher, so I'm going to have them win. And then in the Tajikistan in the Northern Cup, Dushanbe versus Dis. Um, Dushanbe, last time they played, won by 50. So I'm going to pick them. Then Zahuro versus Kujond. I have Zahuro winning. In the Belarus Soccer League, Bot versus Zoindo. Well, both teams seem really bad, so I'm going to pick a 0-0 tie because both teams are bad. Yeah. And then in the Nicaraguan Soccer League, I'm just going to do one. Mangua FC versus Ferretti. Um, I think Ferretti are going to win. They're higher in the standings. And then in the World Cup friendly. Between, oh, no, that's canceled. So, yeah. So that game got canceled. So that is going to do it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Hope that you guys are all staying home, wearing masks when you go outside. And, yeah, that's going to do it for Time to Talk with Tyler. See ya. Silver, silver, lining to the story. You thought that I.